Cheers. Ooh, that sounds nice. All right, welcome to 35 All Grip. Got a guest on the show today, Garrett Gorley. Howdy, y'all. Thanks for being here, Garrett. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Got a short intro for the people that might not know who Garrett is. Here goes. Garrett has been referenced on the show in almost every episode. He's got skills in the streets, a major in stuntology, and a unique style on and off the board. He's been known to bomb hills in a trench coat. He's been called the goat. Garrett Gorley, ladies and gentlemen. You're... So, Garrett, I mean, we can start off... Let's just start off with the basics. Uh, where are you from? Um, so, I would say that I just grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. The good old Piedmont. Best place around. <laughs> Best of both worlds. Are you from... I thought you were from, like, Louisiana or something. Uh, so, I was born in Virginia. Uh, Newport News, actually. But then I moved to Texas... And then we moved to Louisiana, Lafayette. And we actually moved literally the day after uh, Hurricane Katrina hit because uh, people were fleeing from New Orleans. And so we sold our house and we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, where my dad had a job as an English teacher. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, how, was, uh, how was like coming up trying to do like the longboard thing in, in Charlotte? What was that looking like for you? Oh, it was uh it was interesting. I feel like honestly what breeds a good downhill skateboarder is the desire and like the urge and like not having it, you know? It that's what makes you want to downhill harder. So that's why you're like hitting these tiny little hills, training, like getting your slides so dialed that you can just hit like every apex of your shitty little driveway <laughs> that you can find <laughs> and then uh when you actually get to take it to the streets so the real ones you know you get all those you have all those skills you just gotta you know figure out how to pay the bills <laughs> <laughs> i like that no that's true I, I i definitely uh that's definitely a common theme seems like people from kind of flat areas are always really good and you're a you're a prime example of that um, y'all kind of had a little YouTube channel I kind of came across. Uh, what's up with the narcoleptics? <laughs> oh, I'm stoked you're, uh, you're bringing up the narcoleptics. Um, yeah, that was, uh, those were the early days of, of downhill for sure right there. Uh, right before that, let me just mention though, uh, I grew up skateboarding, uh, in Louisiana, so... My mom found like a board on uh, the side of the road and it was like leaning up against a trash can, like an old school Powell uh, single kick, you know, classic board. And so uh, I remember I started using that board and then my brother got a skateboard that he didn't like. So I started using that and I lived right behind a skate park. So I would, I would go there all the time. That was like my favorite thing to do was just ride my skateboard. I obsessed about it. So then in Charlotte, I got obsessed with skateboarding all we had was one little shitty skate park that you could uh pay two dollars so my mom would just drop me off there and i would just skate there from all every chance i could and it was in like 
not the best area of Charlotte. I mean, you see some some rough stuff over there, so that was interesting. But uh, then uh, I, I saw some longboarders in my neighborhood that were like some older kids, so that was kind of when I started getting into the longboarding stuff, and um, so I don't know if, if we should go there now, but... Uh, but, let's go there okay well uh so one of the best outlets for me in suburbia was uh smoking some weed and just cruising those streets that was <laughs> the most fun thing ever i mean you're going 20 miles per hour 25 like one of your friends is on a street deck and they eat shit and y'all are like just team up on them you're like ditch <laughs> you just skate off on your longboards and there's like someone just thrown to the wolves on their street deck it was it was terrible, but uh, so that was kind of my uh, growing up with it. I had a Bomb Hills, not Country Sector Nine, uh, like pintail board. Right on. Yeah, and then I leveled up when I saw this like what was his name, Mike Mike McGoldrick, dude, nine to five dude from Land Yachts. I saw this crazy video of him skating in the rain. Got obsessed with that board and saved up so much money to buy that. It was like a hundred fifty bucks or something. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a sick board. I remember I was skating with my friend, Kevin, Kevin Kang, who he, uh, we went to like elementary, middle and high together and he, he got like a rain demon seed. That board Mm. was legendary. Like that double, what was it? Like a drop down and it was like a drop through. It was definitely a drop through. Yeah. So that thing was so low to the ground. You could hit some good long easy slides on it so that was cool um but back to your question that's that's like kind of like the pre the embryonic phases of downhill for me and uh after all that we we went to a slide jam in uh atlanta it was on like some hill i think it was called the terrace i think that's the name of it if you ever heard of that not familiar no well i can't remember how Somehow, I think we already knew David, and we, like just through the Slide Jam network of the Southeast during the uh, like 2010 to like 2015, probably there was like a really not maybe even it was it was maybe even 2009 to like 2014, somewhere around there. There was just a a lot of Slide Jams happening in like the Alabama to like Charlotte to atlanta area in the southeast so there was like a unified group of uh of longboarders in the area and so there was this slide jam at the terrace in atlanta and that's when i met uh, a lot of people like dre oh my god i remember i thought he was the steeziest skateboarder i'd ever seen he is he is i mean <laughs> he was blasting airs off these little gnarly little bank ramps that would just launch you uh so that was when i met him and I think I had already met uh, David. Maybe I hadn't. No, I had definitely met David at that point and taken a trip or two with him. And Kevin, me, Phil, Scar, um, Tucker Glasgow, uh, who else? Brendan Brown. Those guys were kind of, we were all the same age and we all liked the same stuff. So we, uh, that's how we kind of started the the narcoleptics. And the reason the narcoleptics got start was because Tucker is... He might be narcoleptic. I can't remember, but he would fall asleep all the time. Like he would just be hanging out, you know. And then you look over, you're like, "Where's Tucker?" And he's just asleep on the side of the road somewhere, like missing all the action. So that's why we started oh. calling it uh, narcoleptics. <laughs> okay, it's a cool little uh, backstory to that. Yeah, y'all got a uh, got some pretty rad 
videos in there. I was watching uh, good some good uh, Victoria clips in there. Oh yeah, there there were some good ones. I think uh, at Victoria, my uh, or not my mom, but Philip Scar's mom. She was honestly the like the best cheerleader for a skate mom you could ever have. She loved it. I think she just she wanted Phil to just thrive in whatever he wanted to thrive in. So. If he wanted to go put his life at risk <laughs> breaking into neighborhoods and skating down roads in Asheville, she would she would load up a cooler with a bunch of fucking Coca-Colas for us, get in the car, pick us up in the morning on Saturday, and we would go, and we would just uh, have a time of our lives skating up and down roads. <laughs> There's a really Amazing. really funny story right quick of uh, at Red Fox that... Uh, that was like the go-to hill back in the day in Boone. So like when Bailey and Brandon and Seth and all those guys were like uh, kind of starting with downhill in Boone, like they would go there a lot. So we would take a trip up and visit them. And I remember one trip that Phil Scar's mom would uh, drive us up to the top and then she drove us down or she drove down to the bottom and we were just like smoking a bowl <laughs> at the top just she, her, it, Phil's Gar's mom is at the bottom, just, just waiting on us to get to the bottom. Oh my God! Like honestly, shout out to Karen, shout out KK. You just spilled the beans right there. Oh yeah, I had. To. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, she was. That was a great time. I uh, really enjoyed that era. Yeah, I mean, what's better than that, dude? Your mom's shuttling runs for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you got the. I mean. We'll be skipping around. We're not. We don't have to necessarily do a chronological. But you said you're doing slide jams and things like that, and then you're coming into the mountains, here and there. How are the How are those early mountain trips when you first started doing it? They were They were pretty fun. Uh, I feel like uh, every time we'd be like giddy in the car. I mean, starting out. Phil Scar's mom would drive us up, and I just remember, like, every fucking mountain road on the side, he'd be like, we should skate that, we should skate that, you know? Like, you just see, like, anything. You're like, what? Just, like, I feel like you hadn't even processed the idea of, like, the fact that mountains exist and there's roads that are paved down. Like, it hasn't <laughs> set in yet. Like, that there's roads fucking everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, then we kind of evolved to the point where we got our own cars, and Phil had a, a pretty decent... Acura, so he could take us up to the mountains, and so he would uh, he would drive us up. Me, Kevin, and Phil usually in the morning, and uh, we'd go skate as much as we could on the weekends, and and then we would just like daydream. I mean, I would just sit there daydreaming in school about like the things I wanted to do at in the mountains, and then we'd go take a mountain trip. I mean, every weekend. So that was kind of how that started. Uh, Weren't you coming up with uh, Matt Deitch? Yeah, we for a little while. Yeah, we did. Uh, he was actually one of the first people that we took a mountain trip up, uh, up to Lake Lure, with uh, Sam Clark, who doesn't downhill anymore, but he was he was a cool guy. Uh, Matt Deitch, Jack Trainer, David, a few other people, uh, David Esposito, but. I remember uh, that was in, like, middle school, too. And my uh, parents would be like, where are you going? Like, wh- what's going on? And they, I would just have, like, this odyssey pull up 
and there's like smoke coming out of the windows and they're just like what's going who are these people and uh oh that's way better (laughs) and so they would uh take us up to the mountains for 20 bucks and uh we would go skate we skated leviathan i think uh the first road that we saw that was a proper mountain road it it rained on us halfway up and uh it was can so we got to the top of can and it was soaking wet and i just remember being like this is this isn't possible so we uh we tried it and then we ended up going to leviathan which was amazing throwback spot don't hear about that road too much nope that's legit yeah i remember hearing some stories from from matt kind of talking about bringing you up Mm -hmm. in the squad (laughs) <laughs> uh let's talk about uh spot besides narcoleptics we had kind of like a little sate, skate yeah uh, skate squad called the segs mm, yep what was up with the segs <laughs> the segs i mean that was god i don't even know uh why we we were just like little grom kids that were like just hungry to skateboard and wanted like to just have like sponsors and brands and like just we had big dreams in skateboarding so i feel like that's kind <laughs> of like when like that formed because we had like the narcoleptics and sags and i mean it was like the same people we just like i don't even know why we how that started but that was probably more so with like johnny getting involved too i feel like we started calling it sags um and then before all that was the east coast sessions that was that was a crazy time <laughs> <laughs> you you see any of those videos? <laughs> what's up with what's up with uh, East Coast Sessions? That was like the Charlotte uh, viral downhill skateboarding, longboarding. I would call that. That's not really downhill, but uh, that was there were some viral videos on there. I mean, they had thousands of hits. We actually had a Daddy's Board Shop sponsorship. We had like fifteen people. They sent fat boxes with like everything Whoa. you could imagine. Yeah, we had like rich kids all over the place that had. A, all the nice technology and the nice cameras so we were filming putting out crazy videos and like it was it was pretty good we were pushing ourselves as hard to the max on piedmont hills so that was cool amazing yeah Mm. i I noticed uh like the daddy's board shop like infographics like damn y'all got west coast like shop sponsor (laughs) there's some videos on east coast sessions that uh shouldn't be on the internet (laughs) (laughs) don't worry i'll link everyone to the ones (laughs) that you don't want them to see oh god oh man yeah with uh sags and going on you said you were doing slide jams before when were you kind of start to kind of branch out and kind of start doing races and stuff like that well um i would say man i don't know i think uh honestly the idea of racing i didn't even really uh like I didn't even really like think about the idea of racing. I, all I really knew was like skate, uh, like skate park competitions. And then, you know, your dream was always like, let's get sponsored. Like you see like other people might get like a skate sponsor and it's crazy the amount of hookup they got. So being not that great at skateboarding, I feel like I jumped into downhill like, ooh, I could do the same thing with this. I could get sponsored. So, like, I wanted sponsors so bad. My mom didn't support a lot of the downhill shit. So, she, so I was kind of, it was hard to get a lot of gear. So, that's why the sponsors were a big part of it. So, with that being said, um, the racing hadn't even crossed my mind because, man, you could get some good prizes at the slide jams as a little grom. I mean, you could come home with wheel a complete 
and some and some t-shirts i love your grom mindset you're like i'm in i'm here to get gear i wanted gear i mean that was that was my support for 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 longboarding so uh but yeah then the racing happened i remember kevin kang went to a race with uh with robert ely that was i think he hosted it it was uh in clemson and it was this like it's actually a kind of a cool little uh, greenway that they race down. And I just remember being like, whoa, there's like a race with pushing and he, he like did pretty well in it, I think. And so that was when we started uh, like learning about racing. And uh, oh, Matt Deitch hosted, hosted a race in uh, Charlotte. That was probably the first race I ever went to. It was on a greenway. It had a nice little two-turn combo and ended in a, in a left... And it was raining that day. I remember I brought my uh, leaf blower so we could try to dry the road off. And there was a slide jam afterwards. And uh, that was de- that was my first ever slide jam and race combo. And that was kind of definitely when I was able to get connected with some of the other longboarders in the southeast and, and learn more about some of that downhill racing stuff. So after that, there might have been some like little tiny like races like this road called Abersham up in North Charlotte area that was uh it was it was like the classic undeveloped neighborhood went downhill no cars big nice sweeping turns it was it's a pretty good learning road I mean you can get up to like 35 so we just had massive pack runs 35 all grip yep exactly it was 35 (laughs) all grip it was (laughs) um so yeah, that was a that was a good uh, intro to racing, and then after that was probably I love downhill, and like what was that maybe 2014, 2013? Mm. Yeah, I remember that. I think that's probably when I first met you, perhaps, because I remember Matt was there, and your squad, your Grom squad, was there. <laughs> yeah, how did Matt get? Matt got involved in our squad. Uh, KK, shout out KK. She drove us all the way up. Phil Scar's mom from Charlotte. It was like a, it was such a long drive. And I remember uh, we we're sitting in the car, like playing some game on like an iPad. And she's like, "Can you turn the the screen off? It's kind of uh, bothering me while I'm driving." And we're like, "No, we are helpless." You know, for like the whole drive, just kind of sitting there, um, plotting on what we we're gonna do when we got there. We had like a Airbnb on the bottom corner that had like a jacuzzi in it. It was it was legit. Like we were set. <laughs> that was as cool as it could be. And uh, Matt tagged in there, and I, I don't know what he he cooked some meals for us. He introduced me to yoga that trip, and man, did I need it. I think that's what helped me get second place in Grom. Whoa! <laughs> and who, then I thought I was invincible. <laughs> who won? Who won that race? You remember? Shit! Uh, was it? I have a picture of the podium on my Instagram, so we might have to find that. But I uh, can't remember who won that one. Uh, I just remember I barely—I don't know how I got second place, but uh, I think that guy David Ramirez. Oh yeah, he was like, yep, yep. he was like going to win. You know, he was so fucking good, so fast, so aggressive. And something happened, and I was able to kind of get the pass on him, and it was really tight at the end. And I remember. There was kind of some like some aggression. It was like, yo, you didn't get second or some shit like that happened. But I, I ended up securing second place. I got the uh the board the the Bustin like Batmobile mounted on my uh in my room right now. Oh nice. 
It was yeah. like a transformative race for you and Matt and Jack and the whole sex yeah, group. Yeah, that was. Didn't all y'all podium? Yeah, I think Pretty like much. everyone got up there. Hey, maybe it's possible like even like Johnny might have gotten up in that podium or something. I can't remember. I, I, we'll, we'll find a picture. We need and, to and find link. that, yeah, because I would be really curious to see who, who won that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I want to say like Jonas Richter, but like maybe not. I don't think he was in Grom. Nah, Grom was so fucking easy. I mean, there was no competition. I'm sorry, but it was like I was a kook from the Piedmont and I was terrified on that road. I remember doing like somersaults in some of those corners. (laughs) 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 And I pulled it together by the race and I remember I just came out lucky on that. I thought my racing career was about to begin, but (laughs) I was far from that. Well, uh, you eventually, uh, I just want to get to it. You know, I want to talk about the castle. Oh, wait, can I say one more thing really quick about I Love Downhill that just hit my mind? Please. Yeah, uh, fire away, man. So that was like my first, like, I mean, I was like maybe a freshman in high school. That was like one of my first introductory to like partying and drinking. And I remember we, uh, we got, uh, this guy, I can't remember his name, Ed, uh i can't remember who it was he was older older um and he got us all these four locos because phil scar would only drink four locos and uh oh so you so you freshmen in high school have (laughs) we we got favorites we got beyond fucked up no i wanted beer but uh that didn't happen and i just remember i had this super cool tie-dye shirt and uh just had I had a my first girlfriend and she got me that tie dye shirt and she uh, dumped me because I threw the shirt in the fire after a huge chant and there was like all these cool photos that someone took like professional level photos of me like flicking off the shirt <laughs> in the fire and then someone like pants me and they made me fi- I mean they just took advantage of me at that party but boy I learned how how fun it could be at skate races <laughs> I was I wasn't gonna go into this part but I mean. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I just had to bring that part up, because that... No, I, yeah, if you want to go, yeah. That that kind of, like, made me realize uh, how much I was, like, into downhill. Like, it was just, I didn't, it was just really fun all around. Like, the people were cool people. It was a good community of people all over the East Coast, and even beyond that, to an extent, for those races. So that's when I realized, like, this is a cool group of people to be a part of. Don't you wish there were still downhill magazines? How about a mag that features photos and stories that are centered on the North Carolina skate community? Well, there is. Obsidian curates the work of some of our community's most active creators, all within a physical medium. Obsidian is ready to ship to your door now, so visit obsidianmag.com to reserve your copy today. Hell yeah, it really is. We got a cool little, like, tiny community that does this, like, weird thing for fun. Yeah, it's for sure. it is fun. I need to do it more often nowadays, but I'm landlocked in the Piedmont. Yeah, we'll get you. We'll, we'll get you out of there soon. <laughs> yeah, please. I want. I wanted to talk about the castle and App State though, because I mean, you eventually yeah. go on to go to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Uh, I wasn't even planning on going to college. I wasn't going to apply anywhere. And then I just remember my brother really pushing me to apply to college because he thought, you know, if you get in, it, it might be worth going. And uh, so I ended up applying to App State and I got in. And so I was really stoked. And 
that was the only college I applied to, the only college I wanted to go to because I, I loved Boone. We hadn't really touched too much on Asheville. I think I, we were aware that Asheville was definitely the shit for skating, but I went on like a little, I checked out UNCA and just was like, this is not a, I don't like the vibe of UNCA that much. And then I went to App State and was like, this is the vibe that I'm looking for. And it was, you know, land of roads at the time because more had been discovered in Boone at that time. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like Boone's had a more like bustling scene in that era too, especially with like the App State. Mm-hmm. And so did I, did I move grew. there before you? Yeah, I didn't live yeah. in the castle because definitely because uh, my sophomore year I moved into the castle and you were there. Correct. So you must have moved in there over the summer, right, or something like that. Yeah, start of summer. Yeah, so but you, you were already you were already there. Yeah, I'd been there for a year living in the dorms, and I just remember uh, it was like Madison, man. He shout out to Madison Crumb. I mean, he definitely changed my life in a lot of ways. Um, but he would pick me up after uh, his work schedule and whatnot, or even just if he wasn't working. But he would just bless me. He'd pick me up and take me to the castle, and we would hang out there skate the castle corner go on some other road trips and he just took me under his wing and showed me a lot of the awesome stuff to skate in, in boone so he was kind of like a, my mentor figure almost <laughs> and like one of my closer friends in in college awesome yeah shout out madison he's the best i actually i got a guest question from madison <laughs> i don't know if this is the best time to play it but we're just gonna go for it so here we go. What's up, Dan and Garrett? Hope the convo is going good. Uh, got a question for Garrett. Uh, first off, why did you uh, turn down the Arbor deal and stick with, uh, God, what's the name of the company, like Asteroid or Shooting Stars? Something I can't remember, but, um, you know, what was the decision involved in that? You could have been the you could have been the original Cole Trotta. Um and also stunt beer. Why aren't you taking stunt beer seriously? That could be a national brand. <laughs> Seems like you have an issue with accepting your fate as becoming an influencer. Um, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Oh my god, Madison has been trying owned. to. He's been trying to be like my my influencer pimp since covid like he's been trying to pimp me out to be an influencer for years like i think he's been scheming try he thought he could like make some make some money off me or something that's what i think <laughs> but uh that that's a good point i uh, i like that you brought that up because uh i my dream in life was always like when i saw comet and what it stood for and I, everything about it i just looked up to it i loved that they skated and they longboarded, you know, it was like a good hybrid of everything. And so I really liked all that. Um, and so I just remember trying my hardest to like be with Comet. Like I wanted to be with Comet, you know, and I, I finally got that. And so I was so stoked on it. And then, uh, then later on, I guess things, it was kind of like a peak in a way of like that early phases and I was doing good, going to races, all that stuff. And then I remember, uh, Ryan Ricker, wanted to 
talk about getting, I, I think I, I was already riding for Sucrose at the time. And they were talking about getting on Arbor too. And, and they, they wanted a full contract, you know, like signing it and like you're getting some money, stuff like that. And in hindsight, would have been an in, interesting uh, choice to have gone that road. I don't think I would be living the life I'm living right now if I had gone with that. I probably would have stuck more close to downhill and in like stuff like that, I think. Um, so I really think that that was a very interesting turn of events in my life. But um, I was on the phone with Jason Salfie for, for a long time. Uh, and he kind of talked to me about like what Comet stood for and uh why i'm in it to begin with and if i really want to be you know signing contracts and making like legal agreements if this is just something i'm doing for fun and i definitely was just at that point a young kid that would just like take anything i'm thrown you know if if they're gonna yeah. sign yeah if there's if they're like here's a contract sign it i wouldn't have thought twice about it so like it was really just whoever talked to me the longest and like was the most convincing I was just gonna listen to them probably so uh he called me after I was like I mean it was that day I was gonna sign that contract and he called me and was like don't sign it come stay with Comet man stay with the roots <laughs> and I was like fuck yeah like screw Arbor I'm gonna use them send me all your shit and then let me like stay on Comet so something like that kind of happened at Giant's Head I remember Eric Jensen uh convinced me to burn my arbor backlash in the fire we like spent like an Whoa. hour trying to break it off these bleachers like we were we were starting a little like mob of people trying to break the arbor backlash it was pretty funny <laughs> it must have been pretty durable you need to arm arbor, army to break it, it was a tank i mean that thing was hard to break i think we finally snapped it it i mean it took some serious effort wow <laughs> what <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, props for like whatever if you want to call it keeping real, or keeping it real or whatever. But I mean, it's it, what if it did happen or it didn't? I mean, I don't think it really changed too much of your trajectory, to be honest. Because I mean, when it comes down to it, you you were still gonna skate and do whatever you wanted. Yeah, still so. gonna skate. I think I would have probably tried to like go more on that corporate skate kind of mentality, though. Like I would have tried probably to to get more raw runs and get more footage and like all that kind of stuff. But in the long run, that shit sucks. <laughs> like, they, like just skate for fun because unless you're going to get a car sponsorship, like who fucking cares really? Some wheels are some nice stuff do it, too. Do it but, for the car sponsor otherwise. Yeah, get a car sponsor <laughs> because I, that's the only reason I like hate skating downhill. And like one of the reasons why I like, like surfing appealed to me so much more was that I didn't have to, destroy an entire fucking car that you're paying car insurance on all this shit so that was that was a big uh thing for me yeah i heard that definitely definitely hard on cars um wait what was the second part of that mm. oh yeah stunt beer yeah hey stunt beer has not died and it never will and i am also going to market it and i do i made my first round of uh jackets like last year in the december so fuck where's off the, where's the summer drop yeah we do i mean i think i need to i mean if people are interested i want to use stump beer as like an art and like uh just total pure evil chaos like just get drunk and fuck shit up kind of uh platform <laughs> 
So if you guys are down for that, like, let's do it. But I feel like people are phasing out of that kind of era nowadays. Look at these younger kids. People are so just, people are weak now. <laughs> like, when I was a young high schooler, all I wanted to do was, like, skate and fuck shit up. And now I look at them and no one wants to just, like, fuck shit up and skate. They, they want to skate. It's good. But people are way more, like, professional now, like. They don't want to be. And quite, you don't like that. No, I want more of the vile, more of the chaotic, anarchy kind of uh, aspect, and that's what stunt beer is. So if you like what stunt beer stands for, come on, let's do some stunts. Let's let's get it up. Free stunt beer hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he just wants to. You're. Uh, it's a good idea, you know. It was a great idea, um, and you know, got to push it to the next level. Wait, so. one other thing with that too. Uh, Maddie had me make like all these different stunt beer accounts that I still have that are like ridiculous, like stunt beer official, stunt beer, stunt truly, stunt this, stunt that. Like all these, he was like, this is going to be the next big thing. Like go ahead and make like 10 different Instagrams with like stunt. Oh, so it's already taken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I do have them. So I mean, guys, if we want to take this to the next level, we can, thanks to Madison. Oh my gosh. Maybe we can do like some credit card processing scheme. <laughs> we'll we'll talk more about that uh off air uh, all right well anyways we're gonna segue into a segment called name that road okay oh so boy, i'm gonna suck at this i'm gonna describe a road and see if you can guess it so first clue uh this road has about seven hairpins uh all the lefts are about the same, but the rights are a little different. Surf spot. Correct. God, I knew you were going to get that so easily. That's a good one. I love surf spot. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Probably one of my favorite roads. Oh, it's a classic. It's a classic. I got another... Uh, dude, you got that so easily. <laughs> I got another uh, one for the listeners here. Comment on the Instagram if you think you know what this road is. Um Garrett Gorley is featured in a video on this road where he early grabs roadkill. <laughs> Comment what road it is if you think you know. Oh, man. Thanks for playing. So uh, I wanted to talk about probably one of your one of your bigger videos, the Slippery When Wet. Jitterbug. Mm, that was a good one. Raw run. Probably my my peak right there. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Um, yeah, I think that was on Skate House. Uh, if the listeners don't know, I would definitely check out that video. I think it's on the internet still. It's it's definitely on. I think it's on Facebook. Okay. Right on. Yeah, I mean, I'll just list off a few roads that, or a few videos. Sorry that um, Garrett's been featured in that i like personally got the jitterbug raw run you got a anaconda raw run pretty that legit road, that road's scary it's on i think that's on set right um you also got one of my favorites is that i think is pretty underrated though is your ncdh upcycle comet skateboards hey, edit thank you thank that video is legit hey that means a lot honestly that that video took a lot of time and effort, and there, I don't think there was a helmet worn once in that helmet, or in that video. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of no helmet skating. <laughs> but no, it, it was like, it just, 
it was wholesome. I had a pencil know? behind my ear the whole video. No way. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. Yep. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was like back to school vibe. That was the, like what we were going for. You really were going back to school too. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> no, I really like that. Uh, I think Tej, he filmed that one. Yep, Tej did. Shout out Tej. He doesn't out. film anymore. He just kind of like talks. Sh- He's like a little crab nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> so- Sorry, Tej. I'm just getting near the shit. <laughs> Yeah, I just really like that video. It's really, uh, it's really wholesome, and you're really shredding on that on that uppy. God, I love that board. You were that was your board for like a year. <laughs> it was the if, only thing you wrote. If they made that board with a bigger kicktail, I would literally never do anything else. Which is kind of like the ceviche by Loaded, but I don't know, man. Loaded, I'm not a big fan of their boards. They're too like, they're too crispy and like flimsy, like. You know? they're, they're a different vibe. Yeah. But like you could ride one down any road if you wanted to. Yeah, that is a good point. But if they made an upcycle that was kind of like the ceviche, telling you that's that's it right there. Yeah, man, that was that was your that was your board. You yeah. also uh kind of go the opposite direction too with the with the Luke Nosewalker. <laughs> um which is if you don't know what a Luke Nose uh, Luke Nosewalker is. It's like probably four or five feet long board. It's a big board. That thing is like eleven plies or something like that. And uh, I just remember we found it in the castle basement, <laughs> and it it's still like to this day has these trucks mounted on it that you can't. I mean, you could get it off if you actually took the time to like saw it off, but too lazy for that so these trucks are just there's two different trucks on there two different risers on there they're like different sizes it's it doesn't really matter though on that board because it's like this whale it's like a whale <laughs> it's a whale it's a cool board it looks that board looks really good wearing a trench coat too oh god i love wearing the trench coat keep stay at home don't don't come out at night <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i think one of my favorite times riding the uh loot nose walker was not ncdh although that was i was sending some toe side standies i remember never been able to do that before or after that event <laughs> but uh was drop zone that was a re- surprisingly incredible road to skate with the luke nose walker i forgot you did that madison has some gopro footage of it i just remember mistaken. that was it was so flowy and fun it's not you need something that's like slow like it's fast and it's got some like nice turns but not too abrupt you don't want like fast turns like camp sucky or something you want like graceful a flowy road that road's got some pretty tight turns in it like the first it, right it hairpin you right. come flying there into. are some tight turns in there but <laughs> it it was fun okay a good road for it yeah i mean you killed it like you you have seem to be able to ride any board down any road which is admirable very impressive I don't know if you were at in uh, Boone during my last era, but my upcycle kind of got too beat to ride, so I uh, upcycled another board that was found in a dumpster. It's like a secondhand board that someone else found in a dumpster that is, I don't even know what board it is, but it's this tiny little thing, like half the size of the upcycle. It's a really fun board. I started skating down the castle on that. <laughs> Cord one set of wheels on it, too. This dude is a sp- has a board sponsor and is picking boards out of the trash and riding them (laughs) yeah i'm sorry no i love it it's amazing uh 
we kind of I did, I want to talk about stunt beer a little longer. Uh, what's your what's your favorite kind of stunt beer? Like your type? Like for me, <laughs> my favorite type of stunt beer is like a stunt luge. Yeah, I mean that is honestly what it, it, that's like just the easy out for a stunt is just just Whoa. do it is. I'm sorry, but like I, I love all stunt beers, but I want to see some more like stunt oriented stunt beers rather than just like a vessel to pour it through. Like cool, you poured it through a uh, like a garden bucket. Cool, you poured <laughs> it through. How did a, you know? Whoa! Cool, you poured it through a a colander. Cool, you you put it down a, a hose like let's think about, about outside the box like let's drive like put your head like about a centimeter away from like a car tire and like have the car like drive over the beer and like drink the beer as it, <laughs> it gets smashed by the car tire you know or like you know drive down the highway and like get out of your car and like stand on the roof and like shotgun it and then like get back in and keep driving you know like, we need some <laughs> we need some more reckless activities These are some reckless ideas <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Come on, we got. We'll we'll think of some better ones at some point. Uh, oh yeah. I think one of my favorite ones, though. Uh, I really love the. We had like an era at the castle where we were just doing stunt beers all day. It was a great time. I loved that era. But uh, I remember one that was funny was like the duct tape, where we got an absurd amount of duct tape and made this like twenty foot long luge down like the stair set, and I think Jesse was the one that drank it. And oh my god, that was just that was really funny. So it was a duck a duct tape luge that went down the stairs. Yeah, and he was down at the bottom. You can find it on Stump Beer. That was a good one. Um, oh, the beer cocky one is always the classic <laughs> Stump Beer. I I just love that because of the willingness. Like the willingness of doing that Stump Beer was just heinous. That's a Stunt Luge. Both of those are so. You said you didn't like stunt luges. I know, and I'm and naming I'm like, the first. These are some really yeah. good stunt luges. Yeah, you're, I'm just you're saying. right. But it's just because most of them are stunt luges. And hey, no no hate. It's cool, but I would like to see some more creativity. It's hard to think outside of stunt luge. It, yeah, it is, because it, it just works so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, what about your your stunt carcass? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. What was the stunt the, the carcass? turkey. Oh, yeah, see, that, that's a luge, too. That's a stunt luge, but this stunt carcass is a, a family tradition at this point. I mean, every Thanksgiving, it doesn't matter who's there, we're doing a stunt carcass. Like, even if it's, like, my mom's, like, family is there, you know, they, they're about to get exposed to the truth. <laughs> and they were this last year. They loved it. And my cousins were stunt carcassing. I mean, it was great. I mean, that's what I want to see. You guys should always do that at your uh, family Thanksgivings. Just pour the beer through this carcass at the end. You'll you'll love it. Wow, amazing! <clears throat> yeah, no, I'll I'll definitely uh, try and incorporate that into my Thanksgiving activities. It's good to have Thanksgiving like traditions like that, rituals. It's it's honestly repulsive watching the videos <laughs> of the turkey carcass. <laughs> it does look dis- it looks more gross than it is. Tastes pretty good. Check out at Stunt Beer for. Um, stunt turkey carcass content. Uh, what's up with waving at black cows? Oh yeah, that's a uh, that's like a phenomenon that existed in Boone. I don't know who coined that. Honestly, was it Ben Wayne? I I heard it from you, so I don't know. I feel like it was one of those like older Boone guys, like like Phil Baldwin, Ben Wayne, like Eric Farenhold, like kind of that. Those guys kind of. Uh, kind of like found out about that one but i remember one time for a school paper actually they wanted us to write like 
a paper about like a ritual. So I remember thinking, what's like a good ritual to to do this on? Like anything I can write about skateboarding, like any chance I get, I want to, you know? So if I can tie skateboarding into my academia, then I was doing that. And so I investigated it a little bit. And I remember it actually has to do with, uh, there's like a type of cow, I think. It's like a like New Jersey cow and like it, it, it exists over there and um it had something to do with like the derby it was weird i don't exactly know why but it was something about good luck waving and you'll you'll do well at the derby something like that was what i kind of found out but there is some evidence okay. on the internet like it does actually have some backing to it so it's not just like skaters coined it i think there is a little bit of a little bit of history with it i always wave at the black cows yeah it's a great ritual i remember uh I don't know if I was there or not, but James Millette didn't uh, wave at the black cows that one time when they skated, what was it called? The ham- uh, the mallet. I think it was the mallet, which was across from Kong. And James like ate shit and like broke his leg. And I remember that day he like didn't wave at the black cows and <laughs> he completely blames it on that. Oh my gosh. So it's real. It really is. If it crosses your mind when you're passing a pasture, just do it. Don't let it. Don't let that moment go by. Just do it. It's worth it. You uh, you said you weren't too successful in racing, but you did have some couple race accomplishments. You were the 2017 Brixton overall points winner, if I'm not Damn, mistaken. That was, I went. That was I, peak. I went back and uh, dug up some some archives and uh, yeah, dude. You won the Brixton overall. So. That was that was from like I guess sheer uh showing up because like Madison was the one kind of in charge of that and I lived with him so like he's it's like when you're a little kid and you don't want to go to church but your like parents force you to go with them. It, that's kind of what it was like. <laughs> like he, there was no option. You're going if you were if you're in that house. Like you were going. <laughs> You make it sound like you're like didn't want to go. Like, no, I like, did. Ah. It was always a great time, but I mean, there were definitely some days where you're just like hungover, just not feeling it. It's like cold, rainy, and you're like, "Do we really about to show up and skate this road?" And we, you did, and you had a great time. That was half the fun of it. Honestly, was just showing up no matter what. That's half the battle, and I guess that's why you took the overall. Hmm. Um, I, I definitely got a few like. I don't think I ever really won. I might have won one or two, but overall I was always like third or second, you know? So like that steady, like constant podium is what got me up, I think. Was that the year there was like a shortboard class too or something and you just like annihilated? There might have been a shortboard class. We had some weird things like that. Maybe some little handicaps to keep Muff from like winning every single (laughs) event. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was Madison's... (laughs) plans to try and yeah because um i think muff was like poised to win and he wasn't at the last race or something Ooh, and i remember the last race it was like extra points or something this <laughs> all actually goes back to madison still is still gonna give you the credit but i'm like wait who's the person in charge here oh my god that is funny yeah um yeah if you didn't know what the brixton is it was uh monthly race in uh boone and uh a lot of good a lot of good prospects have came out of that event honestly over the years like uh i remember cactus kevin coming to brixton's 
yeah that, that was back. really cool and i feel like you know it's it's been a cool cool event that everyone can have fun at and it's also kind of a stepping stone into like competing you know and uh that's and it's fun <laughs> yeah and, it's, uh, it's got that same concept as like like paradise like not it's not like paradise but you can ride uh down to a dead end you're 100 percent sure there's no cars coming up so you can you can see it's a great learning hill too so there was a lot of people that i feel like showed up as like a safe space to learn and i feel like that's important to have in your downhill scene is like you need to have like that opportunity for like a safe you need to create a safe space for people to want to learn because if all you're doing is like being exclusive and going to skate like downhill gnarly runs with like your little pack like no one else like it's gonna die like the sport will die because like those kids might get burned out and then there's no one else that's coming in like i feel like it is important to like have a trip like the brixton the concept of just having a traditional like every uh, every sunday we have this event like you come at this hour at this time and i mean it's such a good way to keep the community like co- like all together which i think will does that here a lot and yeah, yeah seems that, like it's really your guys are it's thriving in nashville so i i love seeing all this and the spirit of the brixton is is still going yeah so it's, it's awesome it's kind of changed roads and stuff but you know it's still going mm-hmm. um i got a guest question from Suze. okay here it goes God comes down to earth and says the world will end if you don't pick between surfing or downhill. Which one do you choose? <laughs> That's like a fucked up question to ask. That's like mom or dad. You have to pick. <laughs> Which one? You're on a downhill podcast. So. Yeah, no, I don't want to like just be like thrown to the wolves here. But I mean, like it, there's that's a tough question because like I if I could say surfing. I would say surfing, but I feel like the longevity of surfing with with our current situation environmentally, surfing might not be as viable of a sport in the near future. Like downhill is like a great post apocalyptic sport, so I might have to say downhill just because I could probably continue. Like I could stay doing downhill if the world burns down. You know, you can't really stay surfing, but surfing, man, the feeling of like going in and getting wet and coming out and you're you don't feel nasty like when you do a skate sesh like you have like fucking microplastic in your pores you, feel, you don't think you have some in the ocean yeah i mean maybe but there's like it, it feels way better when you get out you don't even need a shower half the time you feel ready to start your what? day but you're covered in salt water if i were to don if, if i go like blast 10 runs down surf spot with like 15 people in front of me and just get sprayed with urethane like i feel disgusting or I have road rash on me Ugh, like i do like that you don't have to deal with that in surfing but downhill is like stable you know, it's always there. You don't have to decide on the swell. You don't have to decide on the wave. You don't have to decide on the, it does, it's not as location and, and like environmentally dependent, you know? So I, I think that if I had to pick between the two, given our circumstances in life, I would probably have to pick downhill because I know I could keep downhilling for like a longer time potentially than I can surf if, if the world ends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, I swear I'm, this is not a bias. Sorry, I'm just answer. processing that answer. 
We're going to take a quick moment to talk about stunt beer. Life's too short to simply sip a beer when you could be stunting it. From beer cocky to mukbangs to stunt staffs, there's no limit to what you can do. We're all put on this planet to send it and nurture it. So get litigated, even get creative. There could be big prizes coming your way. Send in your stunts to at StuntBeer on Instagram to get featured today. Hell All right, yeah. folks. Oh, uh, we got the wheel back out. Sponsored by Dumpster Jack Sound Experience. This thing is amazing. Hit them up for all your entertainment needs. We got a wheel here. Um, Garrett, why don't you go ahead and uh, spin that wheel? Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Let me guess. Is it a stunt? Oh, oh, hold up. Stunt beer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, grab me a beer, will you? Or, yeah, I don't want that tall boy. That's a little, that's like, that's a tall boy. Let me get you one. Yeah, hey, get me a Miller. Yeah, yeah, thanks. The good beers are for drinking. The the, the bad beers are for stunt, you know. All right, so Garrett's going to do a stunt beer for us. All right, uh... I like how we have the egg here too, though. I do. I am a little hungry, so. <laughs> Which one you want first, the egg or the beer? Which one would make me lo- more likely to throw up? I would do the egg first and wash it down with the beer. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, well, no, nah, I feel like I'd rather do the beer first because then I can like be a little drunker. <laughs> okay, hit the stunt beer. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. He's just doing an on-the-fly stunt beer. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do. There's a lot of stunt beers you can do. I mean, the one I really want to do right now is like I want to duct tape a knife to my head and I want to throw the beer up in the air and like spear the beer on it and then like shotgun it. That's a good stunt in my opinion, but because of what we have here, I'm going to do it out this microphone. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to do it off of this stuff over here. There's many ways you can stunt a beer. Um, it can be casual. It can be like Garrett likes really aggressive stunt beers. He said. He said he doesn't like stunt <laughs> luges, but I think stunt nah, luges are yeah. really good. I, I retract that opinion. I do love stunt luges. I just think that there, there's been a lot. I want to see some new stuff. Okay, I don't hate all the stunt luges. It's great, but I want to see some new stuff. But we're probably gonna end up doing some luges here. All right, what's Garrett got going? He's pulling a board off the wall here. I I really hope that Dan like do you walked. Need help? I hope yeah, I do. I hope that you like walked the streets of New York City with the same shoes that you stood on this board so that I can like get my gut biome really uh strong. Just watch out for this electrical outlet. We got to Yeah, don't let that cord <laughs> kind of come unplugged. Yeah, just just give me like a little bit. We'll do a we'll do a little mixture of stunts here. So hold on. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm oh, going oh, slow. Oh, okay, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. We gotta, uh, we gotta, we gotta plan this out here. This, this changes keep things. Keep it going. Keep it going. Uh, oh, it's going right. Oh, you're doing pretty good, actually. Finish it. All right, you want to keep going? My favorite fucking shirt, too. Oh, you're too. pouring it. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> here, we can just put that. Yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, oh, you don't want me to hang it back? <laughs> hang it back up. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Hold on, we're not done. We'll do another one, too. We're not done because you haven't eaten an egg yet. 
Oh. <laughs> All right, he's going for a, we'll another one. We'll top it off with this. I'm going to take my shirt off, though. Always either have a stuntable shirt or take your shirt off, you know. Added bonus. Ooh. For the listeners, he is indeed taking his shirt off. <laughs> uh, I look like antler. I, I peed my pants, too. Um, I don't know what he's going to do here. We're going to stunt right off it like this. It's going to look super cool. You know, you see that? You want me to pour it? Yeah, yeah. Pour it, pour it nice, easy, slow, and, and steezy. All right. Let me put this behind my head. Just, just give me a nice, slow pour. Oh, oh. Okay, all right, all right. Ugh. All right, now let's do the egg. God, this is just vile. Egg time, baby. <laughs> Come on. Hmm. <laughs> a little fishy. <laughs> We're just getting warmed up. Got a little eggshell crunch. Yeah, wow, you took that like a champ. <laughs> it honestly is like it's good nutrition like i saw you eat that pizza earlier and i was like god damn don't be telling people i was eating pizza yeah he eats papa john's it was a papadilla anyways um, <laughs> i wanted to <laughs> oh wait this this is your beer sorry i might need to put my shirt back on I don't know. You threw it all the way over there. Let's just finish it off. No shirt, dude. All right, fine. <laughs> okay, so back on track. Um, we kind of just barely touched on Jitterbug. I wanted to kind of go back and uh, talk more about that day and your experience at that road. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Garrett's covered in beer. Yeah, it's a really comfortable situation here. But yeah, you're right. We should definitely talk more about uh, Jitterbug. That was a that was an interesting day. It really felt like you know when you go to the casino and you hit that slot machine and you fucking get all of the all the right signs and you're just like no way and you cash out. That's what it felt like when I got to the bottom of that run. I just remember uh, we when we went up that day. Uh, well, Alex Amin was coming to town, and I mean that was kind of a big deal because he was. That was like when Alex Amin was just the hot shit. If you had an Alex Amin video, I mean you were like, you you were on the on the cloud nine. And so I just remember like that was always on my bucket list. Like I really wanted a Alex Amin video, and he was coming to North Carolina. And at the time, I was definitely like getting a lot of raw runs and getting some good publicity so I, I really wanted to get a, a bda filming bad decisions alex <laughs> so uh i remember when we got to jitterbug it was soaking wet and that was the first time i'd seen it and it was the most incomprehensible irrational road i mean it, the fact that that thing is paved and it, it's just it doesn't make sense it's like off camber fucked up turns uh so heinously steep in sections it just really doesn't make sense and then the fact that it was wet too made me like 
even more deterred. I mean, when we got to the top, I was like, yeah, no one's skating this. We're going to find another hill. But then I feel like we were hanging out up there for a couple minutes long enough to where someone was like, uh, like, all right, was anyone going to skate it? And all of a sudden my heart just started pounding. I was like, this could be it. This could be, this could be the time where I skate down this road and get filmed by, by Alex Amin. And I was like, fuck it. Like, let's just do it. I'll do it. And, uh, I remember we did two runs, uh, and I think he like put both the runs together. So I think that was actually a compilation of two runs, but whoa, chill, dude. Yeah. Hey, let's be honest here. Whoa. No lies. But, uh, on, bro. honestly, I think my first run was more successful, like, then my second run but i nailed that one right it was like everyone was chilling on that right you can hear like them cheering as you go through the corner yeah so that was the second run i'm pretty sure but the first run i was doing a lot like better slides and it, you know when you're like it's like that first day like you get to a road you just like skate that first run for in surfing i feel like it happens a lot where it's like my first wave i'm like god damn i can't believe i just did that and then the whole rest of the session you just suck you can't get a single good turn that's kind of what that felt like the first run was amazing sorry and then uh and then the the second run though i just nailed that that one corner so so good i mean it didn't make sense because when that road is wet there's no uh control like you you start your slide and you don't know where you're going to end. Like it's pretty much impossible to like maintain control because whatever way the road slopes, you're probably going to end up going or whatever way you like start your slide. So I just remember like I started my slide, not expecting to slide like the entire length of that straight away and just like kept sliding it, kept sliding. It. And all of a sudden I was like, I'm about to go off the road in the apex. And then it just worked out to where I just hit it so perfect. And then I just like felt this car like, like brush my shirt on that turn right after that and i was like holy shit and like hadn't really thought about how close he was to me until that moment i was like god damn he's way too close but i just remember like i was just like hold it together after that corner because i was like okay that was that was good hold it together for the rest of this road don't fuck up and then uh, i just did my best not to and it worked out it was very impressive um (laughs) You're being followed by a car on a wet road with has some 30% grade features on it. I mean, the car is not slowing down. No, I I was a kind of a, like, I was one of those kids, I feel like, in the beginning of downhill where I didn't realize how dangerous some of the stuff was. Like, I was like, it's fine. Let's just do it. Like, I'll, I'll send it for this, you know? And, like, now looking back, I'm like, God damn, I'm glad I didn't get hurt. Because realistically, I... I haven't really gotten that hurt downhill, and let's knock on some wood there, but uh, overall, I've only gotten like some minor road rash, maybe a little concussion. About it. Yeah, I mean, that was one of my questions I want to bring up. I'm like, I've really only seen you fall on once ever, and it was on this Evo I had set up super sketch, and we were skating some random thing where you forgot your board or was something. Was that Ben Jash? Could it have been? It was so, it was like a gnarly road. <laughs> I don't know if it was Ben Jash. No, it was a uh, it was a neighborhood oh. in that area. I can't remember, but yeah, I've only really seen you fall once ever. I hate falling. Yeah, me <laughs> too, brother. I try all I can not to fall, but uh, it happens. I feel like honestly, skate like what really did it for me, like the secret. I feel like for downhill is uh, 
just the everyday commute. Make sure you're comfortable on your everyday commute. And that if you skate to class, like living at the castle, I would core a set of wheels a semester just about. And that was like I had a class board. That was my upcycle. It's like I would skate that board to and from class three times a day. I would literally walk back to the castle because I knew I got to skate down again, even though it was like a 20-minute walk back to class. It made no sense. I'd be like, I have 30 minutes between this class. I'm just going to walk back up, like hang out real quick, like smoke a bowl, do something real quick, and then skate down to class again. So that was the best part. And uh, I just feel like going down, I hate to say this, but going down no helmet, just like backpack you're going to class that was like peak of like just keeping up with your skills it's kind of like the daily gym workout to like stay in shape oh yeah i mean you're you're getting your fundamentals in too like you got a car you got to throw slides got to watch for traffic yeah it gets you good with that technical yeah get you good with that technical sliding so that was that I feel like was really what helped a lot with just like maintaining my uh, my stand up game and like preventing the falls from happening. Cause like there were days where I would eat shit on that upcycle, doing a little toe side, high side, <laughs> got blood on me. Now I walk into class all bloodied up, just, just like come on. It's like I feel like the stakes are higher than just like falling on your normal sesh when you have to like fall on your way to class. So like it makes it you don't want to fall. That commute is no slouch of a run either. It's a fun, fun road. It's like an actual run. God, I just remember like some of my favorite memories on that road was like Brendan, Kevin, Johnny, like all that, like the Southeast Grom Squad, Narcoleptics, like that whole crew. We would just like post up at the castle for the weekend in high school and we would uh, just bomb down that road at night after drinking beers on street techs on whatever and it was just like the most liberating shit to do and i mean that was those are the kind of memories i feel like that like really like were the glue that that held me together with downhill a lot it was just like those reckless idiot nights you know <laughs> i feel like there was, was a really good time that we had one time it was uh the nelson crew came down for uh like a week long event like skate filming session. I think Phil Scar was riding for Nelson at the time. And uh we definitely I'm not I can't say some stuff, but we did some crazy uh like filming at night on Sugar Baby. That was sick. Uh I do remember Sugar Baby? Yeah, do you remember Sugar Baby? Yeah. Yeah, Sugar Baby's a slow road. It's like you you probably don't go faster than like 25 or 30 like in a big draft train pushing as hard as you can you probably scrub twice but it's technical like you if you and especially at like 10 o'clock at night after like five or six beers you know you're shotgun like with if you have johnny rutherford around like god damn you are all you're doing is shotgunning beers all night long yeah i didn't really shotgun beers often until like kind of johnny came around yeah it was like got me in a shotgun he started era. like he started that era. I, I loved it. He was such a like kingpin of just like the uh, getting fucked up and like skating and partying like that lifestyle. He really like he promoted that really well. Big dog, big dog. God, that was like the most toxic fucking masculine. Like she's like, are you a big dog? Are you a big dog? <laughs> You're being a little dog right now. Like 
<laughs> I loved it though. It was, we we ate that shit up. Wizard staffs. <laughs> good lord. Uh, those are good times. But uh, when the Nelson crew came, I just remember there is footage. I remember like I skated the, some of the best I've ever skated on can, like full stand up blasting corners, like apexing every corner. And he had this like legit like 15 foot filming crane it was like filming like on the apex like over us like it was he had some crazy filming technology and uh can't remember what that guy's name was the nelson guy uh but he i don't know what happened to any of that footage there was there's hmm. there's like gigabytes of footage from that trip that just gigabytes. that just like disappeared and uh i would love to see some of that footage was that the same day you filmed the raw run Stand up, no, or? no, that was that, that was years before, I think. But, yeah, yeah, pretty incredible. Rot, uh, you're the first person I think maybe on film to skate that road. I'll stand up or maybe ever to even do it. Hell yeah, that was a, a GoPro, too. I think that was like Seth's GoPro or something. Seth Condon, maybe was that was Seth filming that? Do you know, he might have been. I feel like he was there for that. One of my first like proper raw runs I ever got filmed, it was. To this day, maybe one of my favorite ones, like not to be like cocky, like I watch myself skate, but like if I'm gonna, we're here, to, we're here to talk about this. Well, kind of stuff. if I'm gonna watch myself skate, I love watching this one of Sir Spot that Bailey filmed. Uh, my favorite style of filming, I think, is handheld filming on a GoPro, on a stick, or on your helmet from behind, rather than uh, raw runs. Raw runs are, <laughs> I got a hot take. Raw runs are boring as fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, I, I skip raw runs nowadays. Like I, I'm like, cool, another raw run on the same fucking road. I've seen ten different times by a different skater. Cool, you're probably gonna hit it all stand up. I mean, it's like it. They kind of get old. It's like I mean, I hate to say it like this, even, but like the super cinematic, like like you gotta get some like funky like handheld footage in there, like. If if you're just yeah. gonna do drone raw run and uh and like on the side of the road, that's great. I mean, it, it's gonna look professional, but it's not gonna give you like the effect you want. That if you are just gonna straight up hold your fucking nice ass camera and bomb down the road and like get those shots, that's how you're gonna get the shots. Like, oh yeah. So, so the handheld shots hit different. Like yeah. you really get a good feel for it. Even like some alternative shots i like even like out of the side of the car window i yeah. think is a cooler shot than oh that mount. is a such such a sick angle honestly it like, is that's a that's a good point too is like honestly it's just the stability of putting it on your on your car it looks bad it's almost too it's like almost too static or something yeah you need to uh, holding holding it out the window is a really good way to do it but honestly though like the respect is there if you're going to just mount a fucking like gopros are nice nowadays like they are man mount that shit to a bamboo stick i know there's some skate house that i see with a ton of bamboo make the sickest bamboo stick and just film with that a lot because that is that's my favorite uh way of, of watching footage personally no i agree i mean makes it interesting yeah there's there's like you said it's more respect like you are there is someone holding that mm-hmm. it's fun <laughs> and keep, to watch. keeping up and having to deal with um, doing whatever the person they're filming is doing. Oh. No, I agree. Yeah, like remember the uh, NCDH gets fast videos. 
yeah. <laughs> those are great. Those are all on like a shitty ass GoPro with a stick that we would find. And I, I loved watching those. I mean, I did edit them. So, I, you know, when you edit it, you like to watch it more probably. But they were fun, you know. It was, it was creative. You threw in like some little twists. You, everyone gets a part, you know. So it doesn't matter if you suck at skating or if you're the best skater. Like, you're getting a part in there. And you're getting your name on the screen in a different font. Like, it makes it special to everyone. So that's why it's cool. Let's bring back that, too. Yeah. Everything's all montage now. We need to, We need the, the parts. Yeah, the iMovie. Minute part. Just edit it on yeah. iMovie. iMovie. Shitty Go, GoPro 3 iMovie, please. That's all we need now. <laughs> well, now the 9, <laughs> like, the 9 is outdated, so. Yeah. Honestly, the, the 360 is where it's at, where you can, like, film yourself and, like, you can if there's some crazy shit that happens, you can capture it regardless of where the camera's pointing. No doubt. I wanted to... There's a couple roads I wanted to cover, too, while we're talking. Uh, one of them would be... Can't go with this interview without talking about Borderlands. Oh, God. Because um, I know that's a road that you definitely have spent some time at. Yeah, Borderlands is amazing. I, I love that road. Shout out. I, I'm pretty sure to Rob for, for like finding conquering that road <laughs> he was the colonizer of the downhill industry with with that road <laughs> um great name has like you know you cross the tennessee and north carolina border like whoa no, no. say whatever you want no i don't i don't care all the spots are fucking hey, all, I've, but, yeah. online you no, can I've, find everything like there's no point in gatekeeping oh no i i say roads openly on here yeah but uh let me think with that road uh Oh, there was one crazy time. So I'll just tell you a little bit about that road, too. If you haven't ever skated it, you totally should. The view at the top, 360 degree. I mean, it's like if you were to have like a wedding ceremony, like, man, get it on top of Borderlands. That place is perfect venue for that. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it's made for that. They have uh, great mushrooms that you can eat growing on that road. Like, it's a good ecological area, too. But uh, you can uh, really like, that top the top hairpin section you could just sesh that for days it's fun it's kind of grippy a little gnarly the cracks have probably gotten way worse lately but then it like opens up into this weirdly like flat but surprisingly steep and like dangerous right you know what i'm talking about it's like it doesn't look steep when you're driving on it or when you're about to skate down but all of a sudden you're going like intensely fast and you have this like impossible right that's like flat and off camber that it looks like nothing you know what I'm talking about, though? After the hairpin set. Yeah, and, and depending on which way the wind's blowing, it's totally, like, if you got a headwind, no problem. If you got a tailwind, That road is fucking scary on that. That corner is one of my the scariest corners to me. But then after that is the most amazing left corner. I think... You think the right's sketchier than the left? Void left? Yeah, the void left is, like, a corner. Like, you can see it. You, know, you can process it. That right is, like, mm-hmm. kind of hard to process for me, personally. Nice. I've seen more spills on that right than I have on that left. Like Preston Eves, I'm pretty sure he broke his arm on that corner. I'm pretty sure Freddie like flew off the road and nailed his back and like flipped on the rocks on that corner. Like there's been some bad slams I've seen on that corner. Damn. But uh, then the next corner we always call it outer space, but because you're just like staring into space when you hit that corner. And we were skating it before the guardrail was there, and that was cool felt so like raw to like just be staring into the straight up like view like just a void like nothing there except for like distant mountains and you're just like staring at it as you slide by it's a good feeling it's a very unique spot because every other road has 
is a green tunnel. There's trees the whole road, and this road is on a bald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. See for miles. Yeah, that's a really fun road. I remember one of my uh, one of the craziest memories was like me, Kevin, and Phil were up there skating one day. We had a little shield GoPro that we were mounting on the uh, on the car. And Phil Scar, man, shout out Phil, I love you, I wish you just kept skating, but uh, he loved his Cokes, we used to give him some shit for how much Coke he drank, like we were in Tenerife, and we were just like counting up all the Cokes he ate, or drank, I'm pretty sure he was up to like double digits of Coca-Colas in a fucking day, (laughs) I mean, god damn, but uh, he had this big one liter bottle of Coke that almost killed us on that road, because it like got wedged up behind the brake pad or behind the brakes and we were like filming i think kevin i think we were filming kevin going down the road and we were on the top hairpins blasting around the corners trying to keep up with him you know tires practically burning and all of a sudden he's like i can't put the brake on i can't put the brake on and we were freaking out i mean there's no guardrails at the time on that road either you were flying off if you couldn't put your brakes on and they it just was not braking and then we realized that it was the uh, coca-cola bottle was wedged behind the brakes and like got it out in the nick of time like slam the brakes on and make it around the corner so yeah coke man coca-cola is a lethal lethal substance in more than a few ways mm-hmm Stay away from Coca-Cola. It's the gateway to the void. <laughs> um, while we're, I guess we're all around the topic of cars, I kind of wanted to touch on, uh, you kind of had an unfortunate mm. accident at some point. Yeah, you can, you see it on my head, the, the scar. That was, uh, I mean, that was completely my fault as a, as a high schooler, I, th- I was in my sophomore year, so I think that was probably about, that was when I was like 17 or 18, so it was probably about six or seven or so years ago, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we went up to Asheville that day, I think we were skating with Thomas and Matt, and I think Dreon was up there too, and so we were skating with a bunch of homies, skating Paradise. We we took some cool shots there. Me and Kevin drove all the way up. My dad's a Honda Civic. And then we, I remember we went back to uh, Fred's dorm, Fred Hudson. And we were hanging out with him because he was going to UNCA. And we should have been back so much sooner than that. I think it was like one of the days before Christmas, like December like 23rd. Um... And I just remember, like, my parents were like, you need to be back by dark. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It was, like, 9 o'clock. And I was, like, not even thinking about driving back yet. So stupid. And we uh, we just ended up driving back to uh, to Charlotte late at night after skating so hard all day. High schooler, you know, just this one of my – only taking a few big road trips. Like, Asheville was, like, some of the farthest you'd drive at that age. Two-hour drive was, felt like a long time as a kid. And so I just remember we had the heat blasting, like staticky radio on, and I started getting super sleepy. And I just like I remember I swerved and I hit the rumble strip, merged back onto the road, and then uh, I was like, "Holy shit!" And then it did it again and flipped the car a bunch and uh, totaled the car. And we, I think that my head either hit the steering wheel or the roof of the car as it like caved in. And uh, I just remember getting out of the car. Kevin was 
was all good pretty much. Like, he had definitely a concussion, and he had to get some stitches on his pinky. He had some, like, a black eye, and I had uh, blood gushing out of my forehead. And I just remember, like, putting my hand on my head, blood everywhere. It was crazy. That was a crazy experience. Like, yeah, very close to death experience. Luckily, someone pulled over and, and helped us out with that. But... You never know when that's gonna happen. I've uh, like people will get in drowsy driving accidents a lot. I see it on the on the highway all the time. So it's always good to just check out what people are doing. If you see them swerving, man, it could be like boom before they decide to swerve a little too hard. So it's good to good to be aware of that. If I'm tired now, the best trick to conquering being sleepy on the road is a little crazy but like you're just sitting there you know you got your water bottle just get up just pour a little bit right on your head just on the back of your head let it trickle down your the back of your uh, neck just a little bit like a tablespoon and man it would jerk you right up way more than coffee or anything else so that's what i've learned is the way to stay awake I think smelling salts would work too. Ooh, true. I love those things. Just like you're falling asleep <laughs> at the wheel and you're just like oh Oh my god! Ah. Yeah, those no, things—not to make those light things kind of hit. I'm not gonna hit. lie. Are they uh, are they bad for you? Do you think? I think it's fine. But yeah, athletes, hockey players, and stuff do it. But I definitely sprayed some no. on some people at uh, the last event. <laughs> that was so bad. I shook it up and it sprayed everywhere. God, that was bad. I'm sorry um, to whoever that landed on. It's fine. They were fine. Uh. I want to keep touching. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're we're devolving into this off, off such a serious discussion we were just having um, about that accent. You're you're obviously fine. Yeah, I'm um, fine. I mean, probably a little fucked up in the head, but no, nah, I'm just playing. I'm I'm good. I think he's good. I do have tinnitus in my ear, and I don't know if it was from that or from a concert, but definitely ringing never leaves my ear. It sucks. Sorry to hear that. I'm yeah. glad you and you were with Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Man, yeah, that, it's crazy. I'm so glad we're both okay. That would have been a terrible, terrible. Like I couldn't even imagine what would have happened if one of us had been severely hurt. I'm glad y'all are okay and everything. And yeah, it's just it's hard sometimes when you want to get somewhere and you're like, you should just pull over and you know you're kind of in that limbo. Like I've certainly been in situations where I'm driving and hit rubble strips and I'm like, whoa. The craziest thing was, uh, I feel like I was, I didn't realize that that could happen. That was why I think it happened was I didn't realize that, that, that physics and that I would be capable of doing that at at, like that age and like, just like freshly gotten my license and was driving. I didn't think that I could physically drive the car off the road and like flip it. So like that was, I think why it might've been more like, like it just didn't cross my mind. I didn't have that like boundary that like was like don't drive off the road i was just like whoa i'm tired and then just proceeded to do the same thing again and flip so you gotta know that like yeah you you know the boundaries of life because they they can be very close to you sometimes especially as a downhiller (laughs) yeah i mean that's a good lesson that you you took out of that you know making a good out of a bad situation so you definitely hit the you hit the guardrail figuratively and literally and True. yeah now you know where it's at so yeah glad y'all are still here mm-hmm. i got another guest question here from matt 
Oh, God. Yo, Dirty G, what up, man? Matthew here. And uh, I've been hearing about these, like, really rare trucks on the market a lot. Um, the Caliber U-Formulas. So I was wondering if you could uh, maybe maybe tell us tell us a little bit about these rare trucks. Damn. That's like... That's like I some, know nothing about this. That's like beyond the uh, the depths right there. Like that's like you gotta shovel through like the grave to get to that shit. <laughs> I barely even remember this, but uh, yeah, I def. God, I, I I remember there being some big drama with with uh, the the marketplace in the past. Like growing up in in Charlotte, selling like your gear. This is like a Charlotte gear swap. Yeah, yeah, we had like Charlotte gear swaps, and I remember uh, like a lot of like we would always use those things. Uh, like, you know, you're selling, you you sell, you trade that kind of stuff. And I don't, I honestly, I'm pretty sure it was Phil Scar that he's thinking of, not me. I think I might be clear on that, but maybe somehow I roped something into that. But I definitely sold some things on the marketplace that were bent. I will say that, and it could have been a map, but I'm pretty sure that Phil Scar sold these bent ass trucks oh you're 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 moving blame yeah it was it was phil scar i'm pretty sure you sold some bent ass trucks i'm pretty sure to matt but yeah those those you formula trucks like you formula <laughs> i swear i he has me mixed up with phil scar here i'm i swear it wasn't me because that's some shit <laughs> that's some shit phil would have done like sell some trucks like that and they're like yo i think these trucks are like bent oh no they're just you formula it's like the caliber v2 that's fucked up i swear that's gotta be what that was i mean i'm pretty sure that's what that was was not me allegedly swear swear. he's pleading the fifth it sounds like no it wasn't me yeah i've heard about this story i think a little bit now that i think about it all right we're moving on now (laughs) got another road on the list i want to talk about you know while we're kind of riffing on roads uh i want to talk about iggy's Oof. for a little while um i love that road yeah you kind of had like this a couple kind of god tier roads at your disposal in your uh apps stint at app state and i mean that was one of them yeah I honestly feel like I didn't get to skate Iggy's as much as I wanted to, but I definitely had some sessions there, and that road was uh, iconic. It was one of the best. I feel like it was kind of uh, far away, you know, compared to some. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's like definitely... an hour 20. Yeah, for sure. I guess that's not bad, but uh, I remember I skated that road a few different times. Man, it's amazing. Uh, I was thinking, like, if there's any road in the world, I mean, that road, just, like, the layout of it, like, the way, like, there's some some of those drops, just you don't see in other places in the world that are, like, quite as, like, it's like a roller coaster. I mean, like, the way it will, like, drop super steep, and then it will literally go uphill for a second, you know? Like, it will go boom, and then it will, like, hit, like, a, a flat section and go up a little bit like just like having something like that like it was it's probably one of the closest roads to a roller coaster that you could that you could skate it, go, it has ups downs slants banks off cambers like 
flowy, pumpy sections. Like, it's like what do you call those little divots in the road? Like, sinkhole almost status parts of the <laughs> it's road. It's got sinkholes in it. Yeah, it's got, like, shit that, like, it's got, like, an, a natural... You know, Red Fox is kind of like that, too. You know how it's, like, half the road is, like, falling? So it has those, like, flowy, humpy sections? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's kind of... I don't know. You're comparing Red Fox to Iggy's well, now. <laughs> I'm only comparing, like, like okay. one of those corners where they have, like, that little... That little like pump section, you know what I'm talking about at Red Fox, where they have that little flowy pump section through a corner. Yeah, I mean, Red Fox is a road I've been to like twice. Oh, well, I, I just I was like that. The era was over once I kind of. I just there. like how it feels like the road, like whoever they didn't do a good job. I feel like of like flattening the the earth when they paved that road. You know how they like it'll flatten out and then they'll pave on top of the flat part. I feel like maybe the mountain was moving too much because it like has like a skatey skate park feeling to it almost which is cool it's a sick road man yeah we should all go there sometime yeah what was that who's that guy's name that that owns the the atv that shows up with a gun it's pretty scary honestly when he shows up he's like a nice guy but he has a gun on him and he shows up in like a wife beater with a atv he in and you're out there in the boondocks and you see him you're kind of, it's not a you don't feel safe you don't feel like you're about to like <laughs> hang out with a friend this downhill shit comes with a price yeah it does and that that's a that's a big part of it like that is a big pull towards surfing in like relation just like if i had 20 minutes to a sick surf break or 20 minutes to like a sick downhill run you know and like which one are you gonna pick if the downhill run was like a hit, like one hit, get out two and through kind of thing, I would probably uh, that that's scary. That that like that fe- that pressure you have, it's addicting, but it's scary. You know, it it makes you like wake up in the middle of the night sometimes, like holy shit, I'm a, I'm a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have all sorts of incriminating evidence on your on your record. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm a- videos everywhere. There's nothing like There's that. Nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. No, but uh, yeah, pretty epic road, for sure. Wanted to touch yeah. on that. What are, What are your experiences with Iggy's? You love. I think I've never you been bring. There. What? You've never been there? No. Are you serious? I'm. Uh, bad luck. I've tried to go there four times. Got kicked out every time. God damn! And you're from Michigan. Now I mean that Driscoll man. He was like besties with the guy that <laughs> i haven't been there with him that's the problem every time wasn't with him yeah true hmm. God. I, I remember uh, being really pissed off about him like making friends with that guy i was like god damn it what is this <laughs> it was good for everyone though you know yeah yeah well you kind of been into kind of a new wave of things i mean we've been talking about surfing you've been into surfing pretty heavily the last three four years and uh kind of into some other things what what kind of you been up to you i see you been messing around with like some mushrooms and owls <laughs> and, uh, hey you gotta stay and, sane in the piedmont i'll say that <laughs> hanging but, out with baby owls yeah like uh in my backyard in charlotte we have just a beautiful oasis of nature i mean we have baby raccoons nesting in my neighbor's shed we have uh we have owl babies uh, and did you know that uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, has like one of the highest owl populations in the nation because of its suburban sprawl and its location in the southeast? It has one of the biggest owl populations. Really cool to know. 
Interesting. They just like Charlotte. Yeah, I think they like the big trees and the um the spacious like there's not like a big understory. It's just like big trees and then grass, so they can find all the little voles and the little squirrels. You know, they can they can find them and hunt them and kill them and eat them. <laughs> I see them like grab fish out of the creek behind our house and, but I mean at my house I've been uh been learning a lot about homesteading, so that's it's pretty cool. Been uh taking like it's really cool stuff if you're into gardening at all you should definitely check out jadam farming and korean natural farming it's a really cool approach that's super cheap teaches you how to build all your own stuff um and i I mean i'm really obsessed with this plant called pawpaw so you should definitely check out that plant it's like it tastes like a pineapple and a mango and like a dessert like a pie mixed in one fruit and it's uh native north carolina so you should you should get involved in that. It's in Asheville. He's a pawpaw guy. Yeah, I am a pawpaw <laughs> guy. <laughs> now you uh you've been uh, inoculating mushrooms too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we've been we've been inoculating some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> got logs? Yeah. If, got... if you're looking for a log, <laughs> hit me up. I'll give you a log for free, even. But uh, I probably have like close to 70 plus logs that i probably put like maybe like 48 hours into i mean each log takes a fucking long time to inoculate you get mushroom spawn you get a mushroom like thing that you you like put it in there and then you like push it out into these you drill holes into the log and then you like fill each of the holes with a little bit of mushroom spawn and then over time that mushroom spawn colonizes the log and it probably takes about a year or so. And then you start getting like shiitakes, oysters growing out of it. It's pretty cool. And you get one inch um, diameter of your log is like one year of growth of mushrooms. So if you have a big fat log that's like a stump, if you inoculate the whole thing and start getting mushrooms off it, you will have mushrooms for a decade plus. It's pretty cool. That's cool. I want to get a log. Yeah, I got you. It's fun. It's easy. And mushrooms taste delicious. So, I mean, it's a good way to uh, make some food at your house. It's fun. It's really easy to get into. So, you know, without access to roads, without access to surfing, right now while I'm in Charlotte, I've been really uh, into mountain biking and skating parks and uh, and logs and, <laughs> and, 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 and growing things. No, that's legit. I, I, I love that you're kind of pivoting into, you know, some, some new territory and exploring yeah. some, some things. Yeah, I work as a youth development agent in Charlotte now for the uh, university, and uh, it's pretty cool, 4-H. It's a really fun time. You were just on the news, right? Yeah, I got on the news in, in Charlotte. <laughs> it's a young professional we got right here. Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, you know, just uh, have a good time and show kids, educate kids on important things in life. You know, not not stunt beer related. That's all. That's all separate. That's a un, that's that's, a, a, that's adult. Yeah, stuff. that's adult. That's adult stuff for sure. <laughs> we should have like an adult summer camp. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, Wouldn't that be a skate cool? Event. Yeah, true. But like a summer camp where you like give a skate event and yeah, I guess it could be that. <laughs> Uh, I would love to have a skate event though, where you could have uh, like a brewery sponsor on the hill. You can pull over halfway through there in like a rave collab, like a collab with like a music r- festival and a 
and a downhill race on yeah, surf spot. Oh yeah, we need Imagine. like the collab. That would be the move. Like, cause we could have the party so much more turned up if we had, you know. It's like we need a whole another sector of people yeah. to be like organize this part. Yeah, and we'll take care of this. I feel like it'd just be fun to do some collab skate events because like you literally buy out an entire mountain. You know, when you think about it, you got a fucking whole mountain at your disposal. Like, what else could you do? Like, you could mm. downhill, but how could you potentially, as an organizer, make more money by attracting another audience to it? And also, then you could have more spectators, and you could have better party, better turnout, all that stuff, you know? Better economic growth for the t- small little town. Be cool. Get 4-H involved. <laughs> <laughs> get a little little kids to volunteer to corner marshal <laughs> they'd probably do a pretty good job i'm not gonna lie the whole the whole event's running off child labor <laughs> oh my god uh, uh yeah that'd be cool oh, but i really do want to say that someone should do a surf spot event that would be so cool i feel like it, it could be possible yeah. like why how has it not why happened not? you know like it's set up perfect it's set up perfect in the winter time or like right when they close the gate because yep. that gate is closed half the year. A warm day right before they open the gate in the spring or a warm day like right after they close the gate in the winter. Imagine like just it's already closed down. It's already. Yeah, there's one way in one way out. You you don't have traffic coming over the mountain. I think one way. if we could find someone that works in uh, in like whatever that is like the like Table Rock State Park forestry people if we could get someone in there that would be down like if you're ever like blocking the road off at the bottom and a one of those like state park people come up like and they're stoked on it which i've had a lot of i've had more people that are state park rangers stoked on it than not stoked on it so like talk to them see if they could funnel it into some higher ups because it could be possible it's definitely possible you know it would have to be it's a massive undertaking but i think if anything, that would be worth the, worth the effort. It would be really cool. That's like, sure. imagine an event. Someone do that. it better than Giant's Head, possibly. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have. It. Shorter than Giant's Head, but like, damn, a little more intense. I mean, it'd be similar. Someone do it. Surf yeah, spot. It'd be cool. But yeah, I mean, we're kind of getting. We've been talking for a little bit. A little bit. Um, we're kind of getting towards the end here. Um, got some questions I wanted to run by you. Oh boy! I ask everyone these. <laughs> so uh, here goes. What's your favorite pavement? Mm. Um, my least favorite pavement is probably uh, the wood booger. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, the wood booger. Man, like after being on like a little bit of hiatus and going there, I was like, God damn it. I just don't like this pavement. I hate it. It was fine. It was fine. I'm just, I'm pavement princess because I haven't been skating as much, but, uh, my favorite pavement is probably pavement like surf spot. Uh, I love that pavement. It's not like, (laughs) not a crack in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great, but I, I don't like like way too smooth of pavement. I don't like way too grippy or chundry of pavement. I like a nice in between, you know, like a little chunder is not bad, but not enough to where you're like doing a stand-up slide and your feet have switched positions when you finish the stand-up slide. Par- Paradise, I love Paradise. The road is amazing. Concept of it, great, but it is a little grippy to me. 
I think it's gotten better over the years, though. It probably has. It's, it's been a year or it's, two. It's aged nicely. Yeah. All right, we'll keep it moving, though. Uh, round lips? Round lips. Yep. <laughs> I'll just say, give me round lips. Don't even give me I sharp know. lips. Like, I, give me the craziest all-grip road ever. I'll still ride round lips on it. <laughs> I saw you on... Uh, all right, I can't give that away. That was a... Never mind. <laughs> that was uh, a question for the guests. I won't give away. Okay. All right, we'll keep it moving. What's your all-star lineup? If you had to go up, go out skating all day, who are you taking? Ooh. Where are you going? I've thought about that, and that honestly, I still haven't found an uh, exact answer to that. Um, does it have to be in the United States or anywhere in the world? Anywhere. Okay. Well, can I give like maybe two options? Yeah, sure. I'll give, I'll give two different scenarios here. Um, one of them is like, if it's going to be the United States, it's probably going to be surf spot for me. Um, it could also be uh, Turkey. Just just like... You could go anywhere you're going to go to Turkey. Just like nonstop shuttling runs on Turkey. Nonstop. Just boom, boom, boom. Because right. I just like how you're just sliding for more than you're like, sta- like anything else. I, I love you are that. are sideways pretty much more than I you. love it. Yeah. And it's and it's like mellow enough to where you're like having fun. Like like can is like borderline. Some of those corners a little out of control. You're kind of just like, I hope I make it through this one. But Turkey and Surf Spot, you're just like, I must steeze this corner so hard. Apex it. It's going to feel amazing. So yeah, I would, realistically, I'll say surf spot because you got the added hike bonus and camp bonus, and I'd probably take a big old car up there, and I would put as many friends as I could pack in there. Let me get some uh, some plus one random people that that weren't a part of it in there, but uh, I would definitely take uh, Madison Crumb just because been with him, live with him. Mm-hmm. Dan, you're definitely in there too. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I would bring uh, Kevin Kang. I would bring uh, David. Uh, I don't want to forget anyone because, like, there's a lot of people that I would want to bring. But, um, yeah, those that would be a good power crew. Um, I miss Kevin so much. He needs to kind of start skating again. <laughs> I, I forced him out to skate the other day in, in Raleigh. That was pretty cool. We, we cruised a road. He's still got it. Um, let me think who else I could bring. Never lost it. No, never lost it. I mean, I would probably try to drag Brendan Brown out there too. Mm. OG, just like force him down. <laughs> um, God, there's so many more people I can't think of right now. What about if you're going out of country? Where you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. If we're going out of country, uh, so there's, I've been juggling between these two because Tenerife, man. Oh God, I mean, it is like. It's kind of unrealistic, like to take a skate trip there unless you have a lot this of money. It's all fictional. Like money's not enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd, it'd probably be Tenerife, or I think instead of that would be in the Caribbean. I think that there's some roads down there that people have explored, but it hasn't been that explored. And a part of it is those roads are so insane, and there's so much traffic on it, and no one stays in their lane. So realistically if i could pick anywhere in the world i'd want to go to some of those like caribbean islands like uh martinique i've seen uh videos because i had a friend that uh, went down to martinique for like a study abroad and i just remember she knew i skated downhill and was like these roads are crazy you couldn't skate these roads like you you would die like you'll you'll die if you skate these roads and when, when like, no that's that's yeah, what i want when, when you hear that you're like fuck yeah i want to skate those roads so i was like semi videos of the sketchiest roads you've found that look like they have nice pavement and she sent me videos of those roads and i was just like what 
the actual fuck is this? I mean, they looked insane. They looked like can status roads that were like perfect, weird, like that like weird, like blacktop smooth pavement. It's not like that grippy blacktop stuff. It's like that buttery blacktop stuff with like that white line in the middle. Sounds like we should go. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of roads. Like my, uh, my girlfriend, Taya, she was in St. Lucia over the, like a year ago or so. And she was sending me videos and she said the same thing. She said, you cannot. Oh, there's like a race there. There's like, there is, there, there yeah. is a scene there. And she was like, you wouldn't be able to skate these roads. Like, like I know downhill you would die if you skated these roads. So I would go there with a big pack of skaters, like same crew just a just a squad of my closest downhill homies, and we would go uh, hit those roads with no traffic. Let's go. Yeah, maybe a chicken or two in the road, but that's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, best style, men and women. Who you got? Hmm, that's a good one. Best style. Let me think. I would definitely say Dre. Dreon is definitely the best style man. Hell yeah. I mean, his steez is unbeatable. He's got like that lanky, like just absolute like that skinny tall boy steez that no that's just unbeatable. Um I do not know. Um, okay, I, uh, what's her name? I'm trying to think of her name. She, uh, starts with an A. She lives in Spain. She was really steezy. I was very impressed with her, uh, skating skills. Anna? No, no. Um. He's pondering. He's a a careful, he's a careful talker when he comes to this. Uh, I want to na- say her name was, uh, was Allie. I, I know that, uh, people will know who it is, so you can, like, say it in the comments, because she's probably one of the steeziest girl skaters. I skated with her when I spent some time in Spain, and, uh, thought she was one of the, one of the best skaters. Hell yeah. Shout out. If shout you know out. who we're talking about, <laughs> shout them out in the comments. Uh, who's a goat? I mean, I would probably have to say, I mean, David is the goat for sure. He's yeah. he's still in the game too, you know. That's what it is like. like I'm not going to say I'm not in the game anymore. I still am, but I'm not like I'm not present. I'm not living in Asheville. I'm not skating hills every day. Like he is still doing it, you know. So, mad props to David. He is out there just doing the damn thing. Oh yeah. That's a that's a good pick. Who do you think is like the most underrated? Um, I would probably say like the door the Dur twins. Oh yeah. Super underrated. I, I watch their videos and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you guys are killing it. I love what they're doing. Like I love how I just see them skating streets, skating hills, doing all sorts of funky shit hard with wheels. the trike, with the, the hard trike, wheels. dude, the grip trike. I love it. Oh my god. You guys are killing it. I mean, it's like I admire it a lot. I love the the uh like how you're just encompassing everything oh yeah they're killing it they're, very they're underrated be underrated for too long though. no I mean, yeah that's a great pick yeah i mean uh kind of been talking for a while i don't know if you got any other any other points you wanted to bring up or any well anything uh, we 
let's see. Uh, I did just remember maybe one of my gnarlier crashes was uh, just the stupidest crash ever. It was like at the castle. I remember it was like Halloween night. I was with Thomas and Aaron. And uh, I bombed down that water tower road. You know what I'm talking about? Stupid, oh, right off Juna? Yeah, stupid water tower road on my street deck. And uh, there's that little grate at the bottom. Mm. And I hit the grate and slammed my head on the uphill part of the road. And I just remember, like, the back of my head hit it hard. There's some blood on it. And I was like, well, damn, this isn't going to fuck up my Halloween night. And proceeded to get absolutely belligerent. And definitely regret that because I was like, hey, was I concussed? Am I okay? what is life anymore after that so that was a that was a bad and very like uh dumb decision to like drink after i got a concussion so don't drink yeah, after getting concussed. don't do that that was that was probably one of like the dumbest worst injuries i've gotten just on in like mental health wise um damn yeah let's see we lived together for a few years gary and i lived together oh yeah we lived at the castle together that was really cool. You were like my first uh, roommate after living in my home with my parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a turn of events for you and yeah. me. Yeah. That was incredible. I honestly would not have wished it any other way. I lived with some mature, responsible people that showed me a great way to live life. Maybe I seemed <laughs> mature, but. You were pretty mature. Forza every night, pizza for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> Capone's Pizza. Shout out, Bushlight. <laughs> oh man, uh, one big life hack during my college times was that Bush uh, Ice was like cheaper to buy the twelve pack than the than the twenty four pack. This dude was the most stoked person on <laughs> Bush Ice of anyone because the twelve pack was cheaper than the twenty four pack. All I wanted to do was buy that because it was like the value I sniped out. <laughs> you get less for less. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Shout out Bush Ice. Yeah, Bush Ice sponsor and uh, maybe like a like a Honda sponsor would be perfect. <laughs> no, I mean back to the castle. Yeah, we had a we had a good for the better part of a year. Garrett and I, Madison and Suze, all lived together. That was some memorable times <laughs> in my life. That was quite quite the household we had going on. I think. I think Madeline might be still living there. I think the castle might be getting passed on as no longer a, a downhill skate, skate house. It might be yeah, done. It well, might actually be done now. Which I bet you could still pull up. and. You and might be able there. to still pull up. Can we, <laughs> can we pull our, uh, our uh, castle card there? Is that for life? Yeah, I hope it's for life. I mean, it's Suze's house. <laughs> I think it's getting sold or something. I don't know. Oh. That's know. crazy. We don't got to get into the specifics, but yeah, I mean, we're getting, I mean, I think we're about there. Uh, uh, you know, this interview has been quite a journey. Started with a shirt on, it's off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Garrett, thanks for, thanks for doing this. You're just in town. We're going to Anthony Fliss's, uh, and Holly's. Fliss yeah. farm tomorrow so i'm excited to talk to a fliss about homesteading yeah it's gonna be a good time so i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna make a, a comeback don't worry it's happening you heard it here it really is like downhill is not a ended era that's for sure it stays with you for life yeah we need you back come back oh i'm coming back 
I, I would love to spend some time in Asheville. Well, you're here right now, so let's do it. Let's do it. Garrett, thanks again. I love you all. I love you, Dan. I love you too. Shout out everyone. NCDH, Phil Baldwin. We should. We there's a lot. There's way too much more to talk about. So like, there will, there will have to be a, another segment one day, or hopefully like people like Phil Baldwin get mentioned. Oh yeah, we could talk for twelve hours. Yeah. But. You should put Phil on the podcast. Andre, Antish. They're on the list. They're <laughs> on the list. All right, y'all. If you're still listening, thanks for listening. Yo. Over and out. Peace.